Our guest right now is the incomparable and infamous Jen Dorman. Go ahead. How are you, Jen? Hi, Matt. Matt, I'm fine. Thanks for the introduction. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you work, what you do, etc. cetera. Uh, I work at Skowhegan Area Middle School. Actually, I'm a district-wide employee now. I'm an instructional coach for special education teachers. I'm also the 2015 Maine Teacher of the Year. And in that role, I've worked really hard with my fellow Teachers of the Year to develop uh, an initiative here in Maine, Teach to Lead. It's actually a national initiative that was implemented by Arne Duncan uh, way back in the Obama administration. And this initiative really helps teachers step into leadership roles that are untraditional. So if you're a teacher and you want to promote change in your school, change that will improve teaching and learning, then teacher leadership is your avenue. You don't have to be a principal, you don't have to be an instructional coach, you just have to want to work for change while keeping your feet planted in the classroom. So uh, through Teach to Lead, one of our initiatives that we've worked hard on is establishing these Powered by Teach to Lead events. We've had two in the state to date, and we're planning our third right now. And at these events, teachers bring an idea or a problem. And at the event, they follow a logic model that helps them find um, answers to that problem or probably strategies or techniques they could use to grow their idea. But all of the ideas are rooted in improving the quality of education for our students or the quality of teaching that our students receive. So um, I was talking to Matt earlier. We were talking about a specific project uh, that we embarked on at Skowhegan Area Middle School. And it wasn't my project. It was actually born through the idea of a colleague of mine. Her name is Stacy Edgar. Uh, she's a social studies teacher at Skowhegan Area Middle School. And she probably would not call herself a teacher leader but I think now she might admit that she's actually maybe a little bit of a teacher leader. Yeah, a lot of teachers have that. They have this imposter syndrome. Right. Of this, like, I, right. Can't, I cannot accept yeah. that. Oh, why, why would anyone want to No one can me? have imposter syndrome like a teacher. Right. They, they are so good at having the imposter and, syndrome. And there's and they're, they're, they're so much amazing things about them that it's like, you're not an imposter. Please share your brilliance with everyone. So, anyway, so Stacy uh, brought up at a professional learning community meeting that she felt really frustrated with the high rate of absenteeism at our school and that it was really negatively impacting uh, teaching in her classroom, learning in her classroom. And she really wanted to get teachers together to kind of tackle this idea and see what we could do about it. And we had talked about this as a problem for quite a few years, and we really thought the answer to improving our high rate of absenteeism was to engage parents. We kind of had that aha moment in the spring last year when we said, oh, engaging parents alone isn't going to improve our chronic absenteeism. And we had pockets of success with improving attendance with kids and when we looked at those pockets of success it all revolved around targeting the student 
and their specific barriers and then helping the, that student get around those barriers. And so that's where this idea kind of came from. So through Teach to Lead, Stacy put in a quick request to have us bring our project there. We were given, a, we were accepted and given somebody called a critical friend. We had a critical friend from Mount Blue Middle School and another critical friend from a neighboring district. Both of these principals had tackled chronic absenteeism in their school. They had a similar demographic makeup as we did, and they gave us a lot of great advice. So through this work at Teach to Lead, we developed an action plan that we went back to school with. And when we were at the Teach to Lead event, we also had other teachers from our school who felt like this was an important matter to discuss. Our two administrators also participated in the group, but I want to focus on the fact that they weren't driving the work. It was really, these ideas were born from teachers. So uh, some of the things that we have done to improve attendance, and our attendance has improved, one thing we've done is a school-wide assembly, and the school-wide assembly really makes, makes attendance seem like a cool idea. Uh, we have fun with it. We had our cheerleaders at the first assembly. Uh, they made up an attendance cheer. Uh, we had our principal ride in on a unicycle. We share some <laughs> talents that they didn't know we had. It turns out we have a lot of jugglers in our school. They've juggled at assemblies. The last assembly, we played Prices Right. Through the assemblies, we're able to highlight which team in our school has had the highest percentage of attendance, which team has had the most improved attendance. But one thing that came out of the assemblies that we did not predict was that it has brought the entire school closer together, we're more connected, and we're more connected as teachers. We are collaborating with one another through our strategies to improve attendance. I might have a conversation with a teacher that says, oh yeah, I did a sticker chart with this middle school boy and now he's coming to school because he can't wait to put a sticker on his chart. And that's not something that you'd read in a book for a middle school student, but for this particular kid, it worked. And for another student, just having a conversation of why, why aren't you coming to school and how can you fix that? Could you set an alarm on your laptop? Could you have a sibling wake you up? Sometimes these little problems that are getting in the way of kids coming to school are actually very easy to solve if you just have a conversation with the student. Uh, we had a school-wide poster contest. That was another way that we drummed up interest for attendance. The posters are on our monitor when you walk into the school. It shows oh, nice. the kid holding up the poster. and We had a winner, but all the posters are up and just brought the idea of attendance to the forefront. So we continue with our monthly assemblies, and at the, at the assembly, a team gets the award for the month and they get to hang it up in their hallway. We also have a weekly winner that's announced every Friday at 1.30, so anytime now at Skowhegan Area Middle School, this week's attendance winner is going to be announced, <laughs> and they are going to be the winner of a wrestling belt that we design and gets passed oh, around yeah. from team to team. It's bejeweled and bedazzled by, made by a teacher, and these are all like really inexpensive ideas 
that we've done to grow attendance. So uh, we are at about 95% attendance right now, which is Holy improved. Wow. And when we, we and it's believe... Been, it's been sustaining at 95%? Yes, we already? actually dipped down a little bit this week, just under 95 because of the snowy day. We sure. actually had school. You had so school. Oh, wow. We had school. So we believe attendance is important, <laughs> as you see. <laughs> so um, that did impact our attendance some, but hopefully next time they'll see there was nothing to fear. You can still come to school on a snowy day. The attendance belt goes out, and they also post that in their hall for the week. And, oh, I forgot to mention the monthly winner wins a popcorn party for the team. And uh, our student council bought a popcorn popper, and we were wondering what we were going to do with it. So now we know uh, that's, so, that's the monthly award, and it makes the school smell really good. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, how did you come up with the awards? Did did the teachers team come up with it? Did oh, it involve the students? These all? are all teacher ideas, and the students pipe in every now and then. The teachers thought of the of the belt just kind of brainstorming, um, sitting around the table after school one afternoon. Sure. Uh, that's hey, how we a, came a, up with that. As a longtime lifelong fan of the of the WWF, <laughs> before we get the WWE. Yes, I'm a right. I'm a Hoganator. Yeah, um, uh, and the stu- the students, um, they I can't say I think we could do better with involving students in improving attendance. Like, let, you bring up an important point. That is an area that we could improve as a team um, to help improve our attendance for sure. But because well, it sounds like what you're trying to do is really make the the school meaningful and really make it yes, meaningful for them. We want them to have those connections so that they do come to school. So that's their reason for coming. And so by doing all of this, this in a way, gamifying attendance. In yes, a way, we are gamifying. In attendance. a way, making it so that it's more engaging. You're actually you're in a way personalizing the approach to attendance. Yeah, just like we would differentiate language arts or math instruction, we're differentiating our approach to getting kids to school. And this is is why when I was talking to you earlier, I said, oh, (laughs) yep, I want to share this. Because because I know there are other people who are listening, who can listen to this story and be like, we could do something like that. Yeah, and they're welcome to reach out to us by email. And it's a huge testament as well that I want to say, both Matt and I got to attend the Teach to Lead Summit, the Powered by Teach to Lead Summit. Yes, you were there and hovering in the background. Hovering in the background. I was lucky enough to be a critical friend for one of the teams. (laughs) And I have to say, it was one of the most impressive events. Yeah, uh, if anybody out there ever gets a chance to go, uh, you come with any idea in... Teachers are the experts. We don't need, you know, anybody from another state or a big organization to come in and show us how to improve teaching and learning. We we know. And when you put us together, that collective intelligence around teaching is deep. Put them together and also give you the time. Yeah. What I also really like about it was that logic model. Oh, yeah. That really steps you through. And and by the end of the day, so many times we have these meetings, so many times we have these initiatives. Right. But we stay up in the ether. Yes. We never get down to an actual uh, action plan, which is what I found the most, most empowering things about the logic model in the process. Yeah. I would say that logic model really helps you drill down to the root cause of your problem so you're not ignoring what the root cause is. You don't want to be tackling a problem that's so large that you don't have control over various parts of your plan. 
So when you're drilling down to that root cause, you're thinking, what can I do about that root cause? What can we do as a school? And you're working within your circle of influence, and you're really making the best of that influence that you do have. So, uh, Jen, if people wanted to get in contact with you to ask you questions or to get sure, I welcome that. Lead, power to fight teacher lead, or just the amazing stuff that you're doing in your classes and your schools, how might they do that? Yeah, my email is J Dorman, J D O R M A N at M S A D five four dot org. Um, you could just Google M Toy two thousand fifteen, and you'll find me there too. Um, I'd be happy to talk to anybody, have them visit, have them watch us. I feel like we got our good ideas from other schools and then grew our own from there, and I think anybody out there could do the same thing. Thank you very much, Jen, for talking Thanks, to us. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Jen. And Matt.